Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, 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 guys, to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Leek. Today, I have a special guest. My guest goes by the name of Javar. How are you doing, my brother? How are you? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Thank you for um, saying yes and, you know, to come on the podcast. Um, like I always say, anybody's welcome to come on, and I'm glad that you said yes. Of course. Thank you for having me. Um well, I, I just thought what you did, uh, what you're doing, like with the podcast is very special just to have like men or whatever guests you have, just talk about uh, mental health and their take on mental health. And I just more align with, you know, um, combining mental health with everything or at least most things that I do now, because it is important. And I think we paid so like, you know, in the past, we spent so much time like ignoring it or like, you know, we were taught, you know, not to deal with these things. And so now I make sure I try to, you know, make sure it's a part of my everyday and make sure that my mental health is in check and, you know, that the people around me are fine and, and you know, my friends are good. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a part of our everyday life and we shouldn't ignore it. Yes, let's get into these questions, man. So you say you're a listener, so you know how these questions go. So the first yeah. question I want to ask you, ask everybody this question, how was your mental health? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, my mental health is good right now. Um, I, I feel like things uh, can often like clutter your mind and, and, and kind of stay there for long times when they they should be gone. And so I think that's how like, my mental health operates. It's like, you know, I have to do a, a daily check-in with myself and make sure that I'm addressing those traumas or feelings that I have. And it's it's a lot of work, honestly. It's a lot of work trying to stay present um, and uh, just be conscious of like how you make other people feel too, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a loaded question. So that's why I was kind of like hesitating, but um, yeah, I try to make sure I'm conscious of how I'm making myself feel with what I watch or intake. And then also like how I make other people feel. That's a, that's a big, uh, thing of mine. Yeah. Um, I love to ask that question. You know, I feel like Javar, like you're struggling. I could be like, Hey Javar, how are you doing? You could be like, oh, I'm okay. You know, that's, that's everybody go to. That's my go to. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. You know, sometimes we don't be good. So when you ask somebody, how's their mental health? It goes, you know, a deeper question, you know, for somebody to say, you know what, I'm okay, but I'm not okay, you know? So I love right. ask that question. It's so dope. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's good that you say that because uh, people take that, you're right, people take that for granted, that question, and they kind of just throw an abstract, you know, answer out there, just uh, how they're feeling on the, on the surface, you know, not deeper. So I think you're right. Yeah. Um, my next question for you, growing up, was it okay not to be okay for you? Um, no, I want to say growing up, if you had any ounce of emotions or, you know, if you displayed any of those emotions, I think that it was, 
it was frowned upon for sure. Um, I think that they only kind of um, kind of said that girls could do that. You know, girls could be in touch with emotions. Um, it wasn't like anything like a strict rule, but, you know, you get make, made fun of or, you know, stop acting like a girl or, you know, stuff like that. And, um, you know, now that I'm just getting into my 30s, um, it, it really just lets me know that I can I can be in touch with my emotions. I can display those emotions. I can um you know express them anytime i want to you know it's i feel like now i can do that but uh, as a younger man it was it was so hard to express that especially around family and and you know especially uh with our community it's it's a little harder for men to express themselves and and to just yeah. display their emotions yeah yeah that's like my second favorite question to ask the follow-up behind how's your mental health so um, my next question for you, right? Um, there's a stigma, right? Surrounding mental mm-hmm. health, right? But there's mm-hmm. also a stigma surrounding men's mental health. What do you say to that stigma that says, you know, men, we can't be weak, we can't cry, we can't have emotions, we have to man up. What do you say to that stigma? I say it's it's BS, uh, to just be quite frank. Um, I do think it's okay for us to kind of indulge um or or to like you know display our emotions again like i said because we're human too and yeah if we discard that it just makes us feel like we have nobody to go to and i feel like everybody should have someone to go to they should have a support group or you know know that there are other avenues out there and just because you're a man doesn't mean that you can't uh you know access those um i think it's it's bs it's absolute bs i think if more men actually you know, went and uh, sought out help for these things, there would be less shootings, um, less violence. Um, not saying that, you know, men are the only one that commit these things, but they're the majority here, you know? So I think that if they had more ways to express themselves, it would be less of that violence and, and, and ugliness in the world. So, yeah, I think that's total BS. <laughs> I agree with you. I think it's bullshit that you know, that stigma is out there because so many men are suffering in silence. You know, you know they die by suicide. That's the correct term, guys. Die by suicide, not commit. You know, people are dying by suicide. They're struggling alone. Like it's been times where I've been depressed and suicidal, and I just like felt like I had no one to talk to, even though it was people out there. But sometimes, you know, with that stigma out there, it's like you know, how can I like? I don't want to look like I'm always weak. You know, I don't want to look like I'm always sad. You know, and like that stigma, you know, I feel like it's getting somewhat, somewhat better. I think it's getting somewhat better. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the conversations I, are more happening. You know, it's a lot of men, yeah. like football, basketball, actors that's talking about mental health, you know, and that's so dope. Yeah. I want to say that I agree with you. I think that we are kind of making a, an ending in it just by having the conversation. You know, um, unfortunately, I had a friend about two years ago no technically now it's three in 2020 he took his life um and it was just so odd for me because i thought he was such a happy person um and his personality was just always centered around making other people laugh that i never thought about his personal like happiness like him just being happy or how he was dealing with things because i just thought he was so strong in that sense and you know, after realizing that he took his own life, it really just had me kind of, 
go back into a ball and like really just, you know, reassess things for myself because, you know, somebody that strong that could take their life, I'm just like, whoa, I really need to start paying attention to, you know, the things that are going on with me and, and not tuck them to the side and let them, you know, you know, fizzle to the background, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that really made me really, really like dive deeper into mental health after that, for sure. It's crazy that you said that. I think I lost a friend to su- die by suicide um, three years ago too. My friend um, Dante Austin, oh. he was um, openly gay cop in Philly, you know, engaged, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and that's somebody that saved me, like talked me off the ledge when I wanted to die. He was like, "Yo, bro, you know, you know, sometimes we need to look get your shit together. You know what's going on. You know, you meant to be here." And the fact that he struggled in silence, so somebody that was always happy, you know, did a lot for the community downtown, mm-hmm. opening gay cop and everything, was about to get a promotion, and then that happened. It just like it's like it. I ain't gonna lie, I cried on my floor. I was just like, damn, yeah. man, you know, like so many men struggle. So like, like even though I still had suicidal thoughts, sometimes keeping me here was like knowing how that would make others feel. You know, like yeah. if you want and stuff like that. You know, just yeah, yeah. So, I um. I, I want to say, like, I'm sorry that you had to go through that battle. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry about your friend, uh, first and foremost, because um, I've been there and, and more recent uh, that I felt like things were like nobody got what I was going through and it felt very like alone. But, you know, I really fought with that battle of like pulling myself out of bed and just knowing that things will change. But I've, I've definitely been there. So I wanted to say sorry. Um, but it, it it's it's really a scary thing. Like when you feel like uh, you don't have anybody to talk to, that that's something that like I don't wish on anybody. Um, and I know you also mentioned like you know that um, you saved uh, your, you know you didn't go through with this uh, act of harming yourself because you thought about what it would do to other people. Um, and, and I, I get that. That's really a touchy thing because I know like when the topic comes up, people, some people do have that view of like, oh, that was really selfish of them. That was really selfish of them. I, when my friend did it and I found out, I didn't think that, you know, I, I really was just sad and like, felt like a little guilty. Like, oh, I wish he knew he could have come to me. You know, that's where my thoughts went. You know, I didn't get accusatory or angry. I really just feel hurt that you know, damn, I wish he could have come to me, you know, um, that's where my like thoughts go in a situation like that, because they were hurting, you know, you have to acknowledge the hurt. So you can't really yeah. be mad, in my opinion, you know? Yeah, now that we're on that topic of, you know, you know suicide guys, I just want to say anybody out there is listening, or you're struggling with any thoughts of suicide or any deep, dark depression, there is a suicide prevention number out there. The number is 988. All you have to do, Dale, is dial down eight eights if you are struggling or someone's struggling please um dial that number and i want to ask you this question and i'll answer it first i always try to answer it first now so i can make my guests feel comfortable if they want to answer it my question is um have you ever dealt with any thoughts of suicide and um you know i just talked about it i dealt with thoughts of suicide was molested by two of my male cousins as a child growing up um you know, lost my mind 2019. It's crazy because I lost my, right my friend died by suicide. Two months later, I lost my mom. Oh, man. Which is crazy. And then nine months later, I lost my sister. So, you know, thoughts of suicide, you know, just like childhood trauma, yeah. sexual abuse, like physical abuse, whatever, as a child, you know, um, 
getting beat with a central cord with no clothes on. My grandma had my uncle do it and stuff like that. You know, now I'm in therapy. Like I'm microdosing and everything and just taking shrooms yeah. and just like really getting my mental health in check. You know, I haven't had a suicidal thought in like two weeks and stuff like that. I haven't been depressed in like two weeks. So like, um, it's just, it's, it's sad, you know, to think about like times, the, the attempts, you know, yeah. times gone, you know, one of my friends, my best friend Clarkson said, you know, he called one of the crisis people to my house and everything. It's just like a lot of stuff like that, you know, that I think of. So like, have you ever dealt with any thoughts of suicide? Um, I honestly, I haven't. Um, I, I think that I'm, I'm just, as a kid growing up, like the whole concept of death scared me. And mm-hmm. so that kind of stuck with me. Um, but I, I really know what it feels like to be like to feel helpless and to feel like, you know, that, you know, you know, your outcome that you want might not be there, like really, really depressed, but I never got to the moment where, you know, I felt suicidal, but I, I really do want to say that I, I commend you being able to talk about your journey um, throughout this, this, your life, you know, that's, um, that's a, a touchy t- uh, subject for me as well. You know, I relate to you in, in the sense of, you know, having, um a family member you know kind of you know do the whole molestation thing and stuff like that I don't want to delve too much into it but I will say that um I I definitely had to deal with that and it wasn't it wasn't from a male but I will say that um that's really hard too to process and and I really had to look inward and just know that it wasn't me you know I wasn't the reason that you know these things happened and I really had to just really understand where that person was coming from that person was probably a hurt person as well you know and hurt people hurt people like they say and um I kind of released that but um I I really just want to say I commend you on uh being so present and 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 knowledgeable and being able to help other people by sharing your story that that is major um that is that's that's great um yeah but (laughs) yeah uh you that's really inspiring i just have to tell you honestly yeah um anybody out there struggling when you thoughts of suicide and deep dark depression you know the suicide prevention lifeline number is out there 988-988 there are so many resources out there, resources out there, guys, that you don't know about. You know, I support our co-facilitate for NAMI Bus County, PA. They have free online support groups, got different all types of support groups that is free. It does not attend to therapy, which I think you should get into therapy if you are listening. Therapy is a must. Um, and I want to say, you know, what you I, it's okay that you didn't share what you want to share, you know. I always yeah. feel like when people are ready to open up and talk more about us when they're ready and talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah um, I commend you for even mentioning about saying a little bit about it you know thank you um yeah I I only think about like um, and I'm still having to get out of that just thinking about you know what other people would think but like honestly if you know and own your truth then you know I'm a firm believer and 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 I stand by that as well so I think it was just because it was just bought up (laughs) and I was just like oh I don't think I talked about this in in person or online or do you read books? Uh, honestly, I need to read more <laughs> physical books. I'm going to tell you. I read a lot online, but I do want to start like having books that I can actually take from the library or order to just have that physical touch. But no, I haven't. I don't read physical books like that. It's more books. electronic. 
I'm gonna recommend a book to you, right? I'll say it now, then I'll give it to you um, later. Okay. Um, okay. It's called Echoes by Robert Marshall. Um, it's a book with different authors in it telling their story, some with their names, some anonymous, but it's different men. It's a men book talking about all different types of sexual abuse, stuff like that they've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a book reader either, but some, something like that interests me, I will read it. Like I read that book in probably a couple of days or something like that. And the stories in there, man, I thought I had it bad and I was just so, so feeling sorry for my life, man. Other people had it way worse than me. So mm-hmm. I'm not, that's all I'm gonna say. You know, if you wanna get that, just make sure you, um, I'll send you the link for, well, I'll send you the name of the book. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that is, that is a huge thing too. Like I know that our problems may seem like so prevalent and like, it just like it feels like it's something that just a weight on your shoulder you know but that acknowledgement of having like or knowing that somebody has it worse than you and you know just giving yourself that time and that grace to get up and keep going is is definitely important you know um I always say tomorrow's a new day and I'm I'm living proof like I've definitely faced mental health issues more recent in my in my 30s like uh, I just turned 31 in September of last year and um now like all of my childhood traumas or not all of them but like a lot of them definitely you know made its appearance when I turned 30 and addressing all the things that I tucked away or was scared of like that definitely became prevalent like in my 30s um and so now I know for sure that like mental health is 100% important and I'm working on trying to get a a therapist too I I have a problem though sometimes I usually think that like I'm my own therapist and (laughs) just like you know how did that make you feel you know and I'm just like well this made me feel this way and I think that it came from my child trauma because you know you know I you know abandonment issues or whatever it may be you know what I'm saying so I do try to piece the things up and, and for the most time it's accurate but I think I want to be able to talk to someone different just so that it's easier for me to not feel like invalidated, you know, Um, that's more important. And like to be able to bounce what I think off of others and, and to know that, you know, that's respected or valued as well, because sometimes I'll overthink myself and start spiraling and just, you know, it's too much. So, yeah. Yes, yes. So my next question for you, right? Let's get into the singer-songwriter part of you, right? <laughs> the art, the artists. Yes. Um, how is, like, what made you start that journey? Hmm. Um, so my my mom, uh, she was a singer. Uh, she passed away when I was 13. And um, I really just enjoyed how in love she was with music and and it, she passed the joy to me. And so eventually, um, I want to say, I, I didn't think that I could start writing my own music, but I loved singing. And uh, early on, I learned how to sing from just listening to my favorite artists back to back to back or whatever I heard on the radio and just singing it in the shower. And um, yeah, I really started because of my mom, though. She really just showed me all the beauty in, in, in music and how she would sing songs. And eventually, I wanted to say in 2017, I came out with my like first song with like my nephew, 
we have a family full of like rappers and singers and stuff. So, <laughs> so we all just try to get together and just, you know, help each other go after their dreams or whatever, you know, even if it's just being productive with writing songs or building each other up to know that, you know, hey, we're not perfect, but we don't have to compare ourselves, you know? Um, so yeah, music definitely started though because of my mom. And um, she just let me see like the beauty and, and the magic in music and creating music. Yes, yes. Um, tell everybody where they can go get your music. You know, do you have anything yeah. coming up soon? You know. Um, so, I recently took like a year off um, singing uh, just to deal with mental health stuff. But I am working on, I am working on uh, releasing some music. At least I'm thinking by this summer. Um, I have to just get into the studio sometime. I, I have a whole bunch of stuff written, so. That's why I am. But you can definitely find all my music on Spotify, uh, iTunes, um, any music platform uh, is Javar, J-A-V-A-R-R. I'm also on YouTube, Javar Terrell or Javar. You can find me. I have some music videos out, a few virtual um, virtual concerts that I've done for some competitions, BT and the Citrus Fest. So yeah, you can find me on all platforms at Javar. Thank you, thank you. Love it, love it. I'm definitely yeah. going to check out your music. Um, after we done, you can just, you know, send me the links and everything. Would you, what's, yes, your favorite, whatever you want me to listen to, I'll listen to. All right. Uh, my next question for you is, um, what are some good coping skills that you could recommend to someone that may be struggling with their mental health? And before you answer, guys, I just want to say this, I say this now. You know, what my coping skills may be, what Javar coping skills may be, may not work for you, but there are coping skills that we do. Oh, yes, uh, 100%. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, I think um, in my 20s, I want to say my mid-20s, maybe mid to late 20s, I kind of dealt with, I don't want to say full-on imposter syndrome, but I dealt with imposter syndrome where it felt like I didn't belong or I didn't deserve the certain things that I was accomplishing. Um, and, you know, my coping mechanism for that was just, you know, making sure I told myself that I was worthy of what I was receiving, you know, that this wasn't happening by chance. God, you know, I know some people may not be religious, but whoever you believe in or, you know, just believe in yourself that much, just like, you know, that you are worth it, you know, um, and that you deserve whatever you have. Um, I also, I don't know, I, I dealt with image issues uh, as a teen because, you know, I, I had gained a lot of weight. And um, so I dealt with issues of just like not really loving the way I looked at times yeah. and um, it really made me self-conscious in a way. And sometimes I still like will deal with it. If I'm taking a picture, it's like a little awkward because I don't know the angle. But, you know, um, as a teenager, I dealt with that a lot. And my coping mechanism for that was just kind of, I, re I read something online somewhere where, you you know, you would just look in the mirror and, and you would tell yourself that you're beautiful, that you love yourself until you believed it. So whenever I was feeling my lowest, I would just go in the mirror and it, it sounds so dramatic and cliche, like it's a movie, you know, scene, but it really worked for me. I, I really sat there and I looked myself in, in the eyes and I just said, I love you, you're beautiful. And I kept on repeating it until I felt like I meant it, you know? Um, 
some days were harder than others because some days I really felt like a joke. But when I knew my intent and I really like went through with it, it it really helped me. It really helped me like accept myself for who I am um, and know that, you know, whatever people had to say didn't really matter as long as I felt content with myself. Um, so that was some of my coping mechanisms that I used. Um, but it's definitely just believing in, in, in myself. And I think because my stuff was uh, so rooted in, um, you know, what had to do with myself, I needed to get myself on board. You know, there might be other things that people are dealing with, you know, that might require different coping mechanisms. But I think definitely if you have that love for yourself and you kind of reinforce that love in yourself, then you're like, you're winning half the battle, in my opinion. Wow, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. I also struggle like with like weight issues. Still to this day, I do. You know, I feel like when I walk in a room, I might not feel too comfortable. I might be like a fat friend and stuff like that. So you know, I still struggle with that too. Anybody else there listening? You're not alone. You know, we all yeah. have different parts about us that we struggle with. You know, and sometimes we think we're alone. We're by ourselves. But like when we hear a conversation like this and realize, like you know. Hey, this person went through this too, so I'm not alone, you know. And, and I agree with that 100%. And I think that it's even better when you can see someone going through these, having these realizations. We are talking about it, and it's coming from a humble place, you know. Uh, a lot of people these days, I think they feel like they need to hold certain things over people's head um, and yes. have power, you know, to have power, and, and none of that stuff matters. Um, because at the end of the day, we're all going to meet our maker. And we honestly just need to live life and live it peacefully in the right way. You know, I think that all that evilness really, all the evilness in the world could really change you. And it's make so you crazy. Stuff. It's so crazy because before this, I was talking to one of my friends. And we were talking about a church that we used to go to. We just talking about like how people are so judgmental. They were talking about, it was like somebody was talking about like, you know, there ain't going to be no drag hour stories here. Just talk about people. And I was like, damn, that's like real sad that people are out here just like attacking, you know, like people, you know, for being who they are and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. And it's it's like, I think because I'm microdosing now that I really don't let it affect me. You know, I'm going to advocate because, you know, I'm part of the lifestyle. I'm going to advocate and defend who I got to defend. But it's just like, it used to affect me. I'm just like, it's just sad that they got preachers and people just talking. Like, I'm a real church I went to. Mm-hmm. They, told, they told me that they wouldn't be cool like the guys is like yeah they said they probably they stay away from you because of your lifestyle i was like what the hell and it didn't affect Honestly. me i was just like it is what it is and then you know me being molested by men it's just like that's why i don't hang out with guys that's why i feel comfortable around girls even i got some men friends that's cool it was just yeah. like this is why and it's just sad that people are judgmental and stuff like you just never know what nobody go through you got to be kind to people you know be nice to them <laughs> Be kind. You never know. Exactly. Um, That is so interesting that you touch on that because I think, um, you know, I'm a part of the community as well. Um, I'm I'm a gay man. I identify as a gay man. Um, You know, I I really think that it had me questioning a lot too uh, when it came to creating and fostering a relationship with men um, only because I didn't want anybody to think that I was trying to make any moves or anything you know a lot of straight guys I'm not saying all of them but they like to flatter themselves and think that because you're gay makes them irresistible like it's it's ridiculous but uh, 
I would just say that it, it, it really did affect how I viewed things with guys. And honestly, guys or girls, they really don't think I'm gay at first until they come trying to project like, hey, you know, um, you got a girl or like, what's doing? You know, how's this going? How's this going? Acts about sports. I don't care about that stuff either. But it's just like, you know, nobody ever knows what you're going to, but they going through but they when they project they're thinking that you're a certain way they kind of show their true colors i've had multiple times where guys would start saying stuff about gay people not knowing that i'm gay thinking i'm a straight guy and it's just like they get a nasty look and get told off because you know i'm a part of the community too i'm not one to like throw my sexuality in your face but you're definitely yeah. oh you're gonna know who I am and what I'm about and what I stand for if you come disrespecting. You know, I remember, I remember being younger and and always standing up for the community and at to the point that they, you know, my family called me a guardian of gay people uh, because. But even for trans or lesbians, whatever, yeah. you know, I was making sure that they knew the difference, educating because it's important. Like if you don't show up or you know um, represent there's no way that we're going to get things done. So educating the people around you is, is step number one, for sure. You know, it's crazy that you said that, right? Because um, it's so crazy. Um, growing up, I was, I think because I was sexually, sexually abused by two of my male cousins, like, I hated men. Like, I didn't realize I hated men until, like, I'm 32, and I didn't realize I hated men until, like, I was, like, going to church, like, three three or four years ago. I started going back to church, and it was, like, a lot of men. And people were like, you make you so cool when she's standoffish and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's when I started dealing with my trauma. You know, I just thought the whole molestation thing was in the past, but I was wrong. You know, it started coming back and haunting me. And um, like, I was just had a conversation with a friend yesterday. I was like, you know, um, like the message I told you that somebody, this pastor put up, it was like, you know, we're not having a drag hour story. We're not going to have kids. Let it be known. You know, like he, yeah. she, whatever pronouns. And I was telling my friend, I said, the crazy thing is, I said, I never met, I don't know nobody that's transgender or, um, that was the right term, drag queen. I don't know nobody. I said, I would like to know somebody because I would like to understand that, you know, it's something I don't understand, but like, I'm willing to educate myself to understand, you know, like what they, you know, what they daily struggles and stuff like that as a transgender person. I want to know because like, probably grown, you know, whatever, like years and years ago, probably was a little ignorant and stuff like that. But now I'm just like, you know, these are people that have lives, heart and souls and stuff like that. You know, these are beautiful people, nice people. Like, I always stayed away from her. Like, I have, like, friends, and I stayed away, you know, to try not to be around them. But I was just like, now I'm at the point where I just want to understand. Like, I don't have no children with friends or drag people. And I don't understand. You know, I want to get, I want to understand their struggles. I want to understand everything they're going through. Well, I, I agree with you um, on the sense that initially, because I didn't, I didn't understand it, I was a little scared. I kept away from it. But uh coming from new york you could see a drag queen on every corner you know in the city um they're everywhere now and i i love it because that we're taking back the narrative um you know they try to do so much with that like making it seem like the the drag queens or the transgender um male or females were predators and it's their gender you know uh straight men have historically straight men in uh in religious um i can't even think of the word but basically priests preachers they've shown historically that they were the predators they have been you know molesting our children and 
you yes. know, uh, so to make it seem like drag queens or transgender or queer people are the problem is is asinine and, and hilarious, quite frankly. But um, I, I think that they're scared of accepting drag queens and trans and us queer people because they feel like it might unlock something unknown or, or known, quite frankly, to them. Um, and I think that's what it is. I think it's just all about projection and, and wanting to control because they're scared that they might unlock some shit within them that they didn't want to address or share with the world, you know, um, because it just, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why would you be scared? Because two people of the same sex love each other and, you know, want to have sex with each other. Why do you care? They're not having sex with you. You know, it doesn't make sense. Why do you care that? men want to dress up as women and entertain people and read to children they're not harming the children if we could accept these characters that are fake fictional why can't we accept people who are dressing up i mean drag queens the love of drag ballroom all of that is what we use our culture use for fun you know to escape you know the harsh reality so i think we can really show the history on that you know it's rich history from that we can include the kids so they know our story and it's not painted one way you know yeah you know um, what made I, me get into um like when i understand it more you know this tv show pull pull pose oh pose. yes pose so yes, watching yes. it i was like damn this seemed like a dope thing then watching um the show legendary um, oh yes i was like okay this is like dope so it made me want to like you know understand more and stuff like that i'll so, tell you <laughs> shows like this this is why i say representation matter because shows like this really gives you a kind of i want to say a bird eyes view like of everything it's not like going into everything but it shows you the culture it shows you the ballroom culture for sure um i love shows like those um also rupaul's drag race i watch it faithfully um i, I it's just so wild because i remember being uh you know a senior in high school sneaking to watch drag race you know because it was so frowned upon and yeah. now i'm able to comfortably watch it as an openly gay man you know, with my partner at home, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's beautiful. And I think that they can, you, they should continue to push the agenda, the drag agenda, and let us know that, you know, let everybody know that we're not a threat. We're here. We're human, just like you. We have to pay bills. We want a family. We want to love just like everybody else. I'm not a drag artist, but, you know, they're part of the community and I'll speak for them too, you know. Um, I'm an artist in general. So I think that we should all have the room to exist without an issue. Yes, I love it, I love it. Um, my last question for you is, can, um, can you tell someone why it's important that they put their mental health first, right? You know, some of us that struggle with mental health issues ourselves, we are pleasers, you know, we wanna do forevers, make sure everybody else cool, but let them know why it is so, so important to put your mental health first. Um, well, to the listeners out there, I just wanna say that it's it's very important to put your mental health first because how RuPaul says, if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love somebody else? Honestly, every day it like I'm, I can prove to myself that if I do the work from myself, it's easier to be a little bit, uh, you know, nicer to myself, but also it's easier to kind of transcend that to other people. Um, so just doing the work, and loving on yourself a little bit tighter and longer and taking that time out for yourself is really important because 
it'll help you kind of pass it along to others. Yeah, that's what I would say. I love that. I love that. I always say, you know, it's important to put you first because nobody's going to put you first like you're going to put you first, you know? Um, I know we want to be there for others, guys. We want to support them, but you got to make sure your mental health is attacked because how can you be there for others when you're not okay, you know? And I'm a testament to that. I'm definitely a testament to that because, you know, I facilitate, you know, these support groups in Nami Bucks County. And there was times where I was like depressing, giving people like, you know, telling people, hold on, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm just, I had to check myself. I'm like, how am I telling people this and I don't believe it, you know? Right. Definitely got to put your mental health first. It's been times where I might have been on this podcast and I got friends that called me out. Like my friend, he was like, well, you said this on the podcast. You feeling suicidal and stuff, but you said this on the podcast. I'm just like, you know, it's just, you got to put you first. You got to know how to check yourself and put you first. Um, Your mental health is a priority. I agree with that because it's so easy for us to tell other people exactly what to do. But when it comes to ourselves, it's like, uh, I'll get over it or uh, you just push it to the background it's like why don't you give yourself the same grace you give others that's always a question of mine and so I have to check myself at the door for sure like so many times yes 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 uh, so last um, tell the viewers what's going on with you what do you got going on in your life what's next for you um, so I have a, uh, a lot of music that I want to release so I'm definitely going to be buckling down trying to do that um everything that i put out now is going to be with intention a lot of the music that i used to do before i really was worried about what other people thought or you know the people around me you know if they were comfortable with me adding like my queerness into into my music or my emotions into my music but now you know i'm happy to say that i'm not worried about that anymore so you could expect some music that is deep that will involve mental health uh, but you'll also expect some music. You should also expect some music that'll be just true to me and uh, not held back. And, you know, I hope you like it. If you don't, I don't care. <laughs> but uh, that's how I feel. My uh, And I should have some stuff out by the summer, but I'm working on trying to get some music videos to you and um, definitely combining my music with mental health for sure. And, you know, talking on this whole COVID stuff and us how the world is, you know, it's, I definitely want to have some of those themes kind of playing to my music now because it's our everyday now. So I want to have people relate in that sense. Um, Yeah. So that's what you can expect for me. And um, also I'm hoping to do more podcasts. Uh, This this was my first podcast in a long time. Uh, Yeah. I actually had like a podcast when everybody was, (laughs) was <laughs> starting them back in 2020 and um i only did like a you know episode on black lives matter so i actually want to even try to work on getting a podcast back out there but um yeah i just want to thank you so much for having me because this was great it was such a stimulating like uh conversation and it really just made me think really woke me up too because i was really drowsy today so it like got my brain working on a saturday <laughs> that rain, bro. You know? that rain? <laughs> <laughs> so it has it, it it's really been a great conversation and uh thank you for what you do i hope you continue doing what you do for mental health um and for people like us out there that have dealt with more than sometimes they feel like they can handle um i hope you keep being a light in the world and allowing people to just kind of you know, I feel like this is low-key like a therapy session, honestly, 
And we're just kind of like having a conversation, uncovering shit that we realize and the similarities. And it's just, it's healthy, you know? So thank you again for what you do. And thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you for saying, yeah, shout out to uh, Mikey, you know, the episode I did with him. Yeah. You know, you listen to it and post it and, you know, been following and, you know, say you want to come on. So like, thank you for, you know, saying yes. Thank you. I know a lot of men don't like talk about mental health. So like well, every time a man come on, like I'm always excited to talk mental health because like we break a stigma out here. We you know we yes. knock it down like and so many I, stuff that's put against us with mental health. So I'm just so excited. Thank you so much. Yes. Um and also shout out to our friend Mikey. Um that was uh, thank you uh for <laughs> even sharing that because I would have not I would have known that you existed in what you've done with your podcast. So shout out to him. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing the next episode. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right. Thank you.